Hello, and welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with an energy pulse of other <laughs> pop culture. I'm Vicky. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And it's our first book club episode of 2022. <laughs> so to kick off the year, quite literally and figuratively, uh, we read All Systems Read, The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. This is the first in a series about five novellas, two short stories, and a new novel. But before wow. we jump into book club, let's check in and see what everybody's been playing, watching, and thinking about lately. So, Katie, what's new with you in the gaming world? Tell me all the things that you've purchased. Oh, my Please. gosh. I, I can't do that. It would be too much. We'll be here too long. Yeah. Uh, I did go a little ham and buy a bunch of stuff. And then, hilariously, I have been playing almost none of them oh. and instead restarted, restarted mass effect breath of the wild oh, which is just okay. as bad okay, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. wow yeah so i did i did get a lot of new games and i've <laughs> i've dabbled in one or two of them but i've mostly been playing breath of the wild again um but i did <laughs> I guess it's kind of new because I got the DLC pack then. Uh, there so you go. There, oh. there are new elements. Okay. But I'm enjoying it, you know, Goodness exploring good. around, getting some of the new clothes I can get from the DLC. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's also a thought in my mind that's like, why did you do this? Like, no. you still need to beat Fire Emblem. You still started a bunch of games and bought a bunch of new games. Like, why did you do this? But I'm having fun. And uh, I forgot some of the elements of Breath of the Wild or the things that you can do or even really the elements of the story. And I'm loving the like memories you unlock and the cutscenes that come with it and really getting to know uh, Zelda, um, who oh. I know probably isn't going to be playable in the next game, but I'm, I'm optimistic to a fault most times, so I'm going to still hold mm -hmm. on to hope. I just really want to play a Zelda, specifically Breath of the Wild Zelda, because she's so cool. I feel like they've implied sort of heavily that she will be playable, so I think it'd be a huge Ooh. disappointment if there weren't at least segments. Yeah, so many people want it. Like, so yeah. many people want it. Uh, and she's like a really compelling character, in particular, in this, like, iteration mm -hmm. of huh. herself. So... That's what I've been... What's new is old for me. <laughs> I mean, look, you just spent like an entire year yeah. being incredibly disciplined and regimented about like <laughs> your video game playing. So like, true. What, what better choice than to play one of the games that is like the most open That's and true. like exploring mm -hmm. focused Yeah, um, coming right out of that really disciplined year? Yeah. yeah. So I don't need to feel guilty no. about it then. No. Thank you. No, and you said yourself, you're having fun and you're enjoying it, and isn't that yeah. what yeah. gaming is all about? Too true, Vicky. Mm -hmm. Too true. <laughs> I love. I, I agree. It's also funny, Vicky, that you're the one that said that. Since you've played like God of War, how many times to like platinum? <laughs> that was my, my like. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was like, oh, I'm taking a page out of my book, eh, Katie? Yeah, you'll never hear from me that that's a bad idea. <laughs> is there katie is there a game that you did buy that you're most excited to eventually get to like was there mm. one that that really sparked imagination or inspiration so i bought a lot of games that i'm looking forward to but potentially the one i'm looking forward to the most is disco elysium mm. um just because i've heard that it does so many 
interesting things and is a really like captivating and engaging game. So that's probably the one I'm most interested in like trying out, but also one of the ones I'm most hesitant about because it's also, I think like a decently long game. Mm. Um, but I don't know for sure. I forget. I looked up the how long to beat, but I can't remember yeah. at this point. But not not 10 hours or less. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear about that when you do yeah. eventually take that plunge. Because I don't really know anything about that game. I just frequently hear about how good it is. Yeah. That's pretty much what I know about it, too. People yeah. really enjoy it that played it. Yeah. What about you, Doug? What have you been playing I actually haven't really played much uh, in this year, 2022, just yet, aside mm. from like checking in to the stuff that I kind of have always playing or have been playing regularly recently. But there is one game, uh, thanks to Katie, actually, oh, yeah. uh, that I did start that I hadn't played yet that I was very curious about and wanted to play. Um, and it's, uh, I believe, last year's game of the year from mm-hmm. somebody, maybe the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, it takes two. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that we started that, but I want to <gasps> oh, play yes. it again now that you mentioned it. We did. Oh. We did. Yay. Um, so Katie Katie messaged me and asked if I wanted to play it, and I was like, yeah. uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so luckily they had it and, and were willing to let me be their friend. Yeah. Uh, for we're that getting game. divorced. Good. We're, no. Yes, we're, uh, we're getting divorced. <laughs> um and we but but we're finding a lot of uh mutual um um passion Mm -hmm. uh against Mm -hmm. the book we're not very far you don't love dr hakeem i hate dr hakeem So I, I don't really know where that all goes or or, or uh, how Dr. Hakeem develops, but right. I don't I don't trust At that book point, and I don't like that book. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. Every time he shows up, I'm like, oh cool, you're gonna you're gonna throw us off of our our uh-huh. success and adventure. Let's go, Dr. Hakeem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I do love the game. It's Good. super cool. It's really clever. Um, the more you do in it, the more you really can see exactly why it got the accolades that it did because it's just so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's paced really well. And the way that they sort of break things up as far mm-hmm. as like both the roles and tasks you have to do individually and together, um, but like asymmetrically. And then also one thing that I thought was really cool that I mentioned to Katie when we were playing it was I like that there are sort of like game breaks along the way because mm-hmm. it, Katie and I, are, <laughs> we've known each other for a while and we've literally worked together. So it's a very smooth process mm-hmm. uh, for us to figure things out or communicate about how things are or aren't working. But I like that the game has uh, these like little breaks along the way because it feels really considerate because it's the type of game that could get tense if you're playing mm-hmm. with somebody you don't communicate with frequently or smoothly uh, in the way that you might expect so it just seems like a really thoughtful and considerate and like well done and considered game and i'm really excited to see where it all goes because i don't know how it ends i i was watching some folks stream it and specifically stopped because i knew i wanted to play it eventually so very curious to see how it all plays out i kind of have an idea of what i would like but i don't think it's what's going to happen so we'll see (laughs) what um what area are you in I believe just finished flying uh, an underwear an plane. underwear plane. Okay. Yes. So we just the last thing we did was we got out of the the we got out of a tree. Okay. Uh, we flew an underwear plane 
to a window and then fucking Dr. Hakeem shows, shows up. right up. Yep. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to play the next part because Ooh. I would love to talk about it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm excited to to keep going, Good. so I'm sure we'll we'll figure out Yay. sooner rather than later when we're going to move forward. That's yeah. awesome. Agreed. <laughs> and hopefully they'll make a sequel it takes 3 and then uh, we can all play together. <gasps> Whoa. That would be wild. Can you even imagine? I I I, can't. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> but I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, Vicky, what have you been playing lately? So, I'm really excited to talk about this game. Um, I'm playing Okami HD on PS4. Ooh. Nice. I am so excited. When we were in Seattle, I saw there's a, a Nintendo DS or 3DS game, Okami Den. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But the cover really spoke to me because uh, it has, you know, the cute baby wolf on it and like a little kid. And I was like, oh, I want to play this game. Um, mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It's You play as um, this wolf, Amaterasu, who's like a reincarnated god. And it's Japanese watercolor slash calligraphy art style. And you'd think it'd be really serious, but there's some like really ridiculous dialogue and like <laughs> hijinks. It's very like nature oriented and I'm like obsessed with it. I'm so glad you're playing that. So I played it on PS2 and oh. then I got it for Switch. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Switch I think has the potentially touch controls because one of the things I thought was really cool about the game was the fights uh-huh. and like the way you use the paintbrush do you mm-hmm. want to talk at all about that sure so you you have you're getting your powers restored and each power is like a paintbrush paint stroke so swipe yes yeah, swipes yeah. So like different different strokes do different things so like you could paint the sun or you could paint a bomb or you could do a strike on the playstation you can you use the touchpad on the ps4 ah. the switch you obviously would use the screen yeah, when you are in handheld. Yeah, that's cool. I think it was on. I think I don't know what it was originally released on, but I believe there was a a, a Wii version too, <gasps> where you had a cursor um, on screen that you would use your Wii Mote for. Because I think that's, I think uh, one of my college roommates played it. I think on Wii. Okay. I think that's the first time I saw it. Okay, that's cool. That'd be fun too. Yeah, that would be cool and a challenge. I feel like yeah. Wii controls are so tough with the motion yeah and it's been okay with the the touch pad on the ps4 i never like use it for anything functional um but it's it's been better the longer i've played the more like i feel like the game's very forgiving with my circle versus bomb versus (laughs) restored nature you know variations you're a beautiful artist vicky i've seen your work thank you yes no, I, I'm, like, super obsessed with this game. I put in, like, an ungodly amount of hours the first week that I had it. So it's just... Yeah. I love that. That's so always a good beautiful. sign. Yeah, and I love that it's so old. Like, it's... I don't know. I We know this. I tend to gravitate towards the new things I like, and this just feels, like, different for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful that, I don't know, they had a wolf that I thought was a fox on the cover that then I had to have it. But the sad news is, so I obviously I didn't get Okami Den in Seattle for DS because I was like, well, I need to play, you know, the original first. And I think it was like $30. And now you can't really get a copy. You could get it on eBay or like Mercari, but it's like $50 is the going what? rate. Yeah, for complete. Ugh. 
you know, and even like a loose copy is going for 30 to 40. So it's like, oh, I should have just bought it and known that I would have loved it. So that's annoying. I know. Used video game prices are really making me mad lately. I know. Mm-hmm. That's why I neither of you has to respond to this because it's it's uh, murky waters. But that's why when people talk about like pokemon games and emulating and stuff like that i'm like fuck emulate whatever pokemon game you want if it's pre-ds or honestly yeah. if it's honestly if it's anything other than like switch they're like impossible to find at yeah. prices that aren't completely ridiculous yeah so like as long as you're not emulating a current generation pokemon game i'm just like whatever they're not offering any other way to play it right and then you get like the fake that are on the market you know and right. it's like i don't know yeah. Oh well, I'll we'll find it eventually. I know. It, yeah, it'll maybe pop it'll up. show up. Yeah. yeah. I keep looking. And you know I think you'll find it. I will, and I can be patient a little bit. You know, that's part of it. Proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh well Katie, are you watching anything? I am watching stuff. So I texted Vicky a little bit about this, but I'm oh, caught up yeah. on Grey's Anatomy so I can be ready Whoa. when it comes back. I How much so, did you have to catch up on? Not a whole lot. So I didn't realize how much Grey's Anatomy I had actually watched. Uh, So I only had like a season. I basically had the COVID season Mm -hmm. uh, to watch. And then there's been, you know, half a season for this current one. So I caught up on Grey's Anatomy and uh, I was texting Vicky about how just like ridiculous some of the stuff that happens during it is it like makes me laugh out loud sometimes because of how just like silly their situations are Mm -hmm. like uh they had an underwear bike ride crash into a priest and spoiler alert (laughs) kill him like that was like during a wedding yeah so i was like what the hell and it was a gay couple that crashed into the priest so i was like what the hell is even happening right now I don't know, Vicky, when you said there wasn't enough drama, I my drama was fulfilled through oh, okay. <laughs> Different kinds of drama needs, yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's been really fun. And then I um, have been watching and catching up on the new season of Queer Eye that I didn't realize yeah! dropped, um, which they're down in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize they were still making the new Queer Eye. They're on like six or seven seasons, mm-hmm. aren't they? Is it? I fully had no idea yeah. they were still making that show. I think it's seven because they have this is the sixth I think season for this, but then they had Queer Eye Japan too, mm-hmm. and that was a season. So I think it's like seven, which wow. is kind of wild. Good job, Netflix. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend this season is is good. Like all the seasons are good, but there's like one episode in particular where the main person there um, sprucing up is a cowboy who doesn't shower and is like a very conservative guy. And so it's so funny because I feel like they really turned up the queerness on it, like to like balance (laughs) out how like fragile this person's masculinity really is. They're like, you know, Anthony is like bathing a dog topless. (laughs) Jonathan is like, they're chanting crop top, you know, like, it's yeah. so they really turned it up for that episode. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's like, would you want to carry me? Yeah. No, just checking. I was just checking. Yeah. 
I will say I'm usually not. We just watched that episode. I'm usually not like attuned to those things and like. Yeah. Oh, it was like they absolutely, absolutely <laughs> dialed it up a little bit here. It was amazing. Oh, it was very it was so good. good. So funny. Yeah. yeah. And it was a good. All episode. tops must be cropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, that's what that's what I've been watching. That's so funny. Yeah. How about you, Doug? I was really hoping I would have finished this by the time we talked about it, but I didn't finish it. I'll still mention it, though, because it's really good. It's a show called Home. It's a British TV show that was on in 2019 on, I think, Channel 3 or Channel 4. I only say all of that because Home is like the least descriptive title ever. So if you end up (laughs) trying to search for it, you've got a couple search terms there. Um, But Home 2019 probably will, will turn it up. It's really good. Um, I'd never heard of it. I, I, I ended up like bumping into it through like a a bunch of weird, like I, I accidentally found it essentially is what I'm trying to say. And then ended up watching it and was like, Oh my God, this show is going to destroy me. It's about, um, it's, it's technically a sitcom. It's technically a comedy, but it's about a Syrian refugee who finds his way to England um, and this small town in England by like stowing away in the back of this family's van. Um, Shit. Definitely sounds like a comedy. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what's so strange, right? So like that's, that's sort of the setup. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about like kind of the themes and whatnot, but like it, I was, I was reading an interview cause I was like, this show is so wild and, and so good. And the, the, the guy who created it basically said like, it's a really serious topic, but I feel like British comedy has a unique way of like tackling either serious or dark or um, really tough topics in a way that is both reverent and irreverent. And I really want mm-hmm. I thought this was the type of thing that we could do that with. So that was kind of like how the show came to be. But it's incredibly sweet uh, uh-huh. and powerful. The The Syrian refugee is like this big, gentle giant of a man um, who was separated from his family as they were uh, leaving Syria. So he ends up, uh, in England by himself. Um, and the family that he stowed away with is this family, uh, that is, is, uh, like living together for the first time. It's like a mother and her kid and the mom's new either husband or to be husband. And so the introduction of the Syrian refugee and the the different ways that each of those three family members sort of responds to it is sort of catching the whole family off guard because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, "Oh, maybe I didn't know you as well as I thought I did type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some episodes kind of explore that. Some episodes kind of explore the sort of like um, interplay between the Syrian refugee and uh, the like new husband who is the the character who like is racist basically, Mm -hmm. but like doesn't realize he is and is like, being confronted with his own sort of like oh my god like why do i you know -hmm. think this why am i acting this way and why is everybody reacting to me acting this so it's like it's really powerful because again it's about it's a refugee story and those are always sort of like i mean especially the syrian refugee uh stories like one there was a game i don't know if i ever mentioned on this podcast because i might have played it prior to us doing this podcast but there was a video game that was a narrative driven game yeah that was about Syrian refugees. And that too, I was like, oh my gosh. Huh. So it, it gets really serious, but it's also really sweet. And it's balanced and paced in such a way that like, you might feel something really deeply and like, be crying one moment, but then it like kind of knows that then it needs to like lift you up. Oh. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. it's really, really great. <laughs> it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. I don't know how it ends yet. But uh, I, I'm so glad that I just like accidentally stumbled upon this show. 
what are you watching it on? I'm watching it on HBO Max. Okay. So it is okay. on HBO Max. Cool, so cool, it's cool. relatively easy to access. Okay. And is it it's over over? I think so. It's over in the way that any British series mm. is. Mm-hmm. So like it had two six episode Oof. seasons and the sh- the show creator basically said like we could do another season at some point, but there just <sighs> hasn't been one yet, you know what I mean? They're the worst. So I, but I but I don't think I don't think that means the show didn't come to a conclusion as much as just like, I think mm. they have stories they could tell, yeah, but right. I don't know yet, you know? Right. So, Aww. Yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah. And Doug, the game you mentioned, is that bury me? My love. Yes. That's I'm so glad you thought of the the title of that. Cause yeah. I can't remember what it was. I was literally just talking to somebody about that game and how like unique it is. Cause uh, if you are interested in playing it, it's, I'd suggest playing it on mobile um, because it's a texting game Mm -hmm. um, and it's so good. And it like, so you're texting with your partner who is um, trying to flee and you're like talking and helping make decisions Mm -hmm. and it gives you at least on mobile, um, like you can text them, but then you might have to wait hours to hear back Mm -hmm. uh, just like you would have to wait to be like, what the hell happened? Wow. I'm waiting. Yeah, so it's stressful, and it's fairly cheap uh, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. like, you know, five dollars or less, maybe. Huh. I, I think so. I, I think I got it for less than five dollars. Yeah, um, and I feel like it's a game I've seen on sale multiple times. So yeah, I think it's a relatively easy game to to find and purchase without you know. It's not super expensive, but the, I mean, the show definitely, I mean, this, this, this guy is, is sort of going through that as well. Like yeah. the fact that different members of, of these refugee families find different ways to get out and, and are forced to, like, it's not like mm-hmm. always accidental, but sometimes it is accidental and it's just, uh, it's like heartbreaking. Yeah. But also funny, like the show yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because huh. like the the guy that 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 finds his way to England is like a school teacher in Syria who teaches English. So like mm. one of the things that one of the very first things you sort of realize about these characters is like they make assumptions about this person they assume doesn't speak English very well and mm. isn't intelligent because he's not from England, right? right. Turns out to actually be very smart (laughs) and he knows that they think he's not so like there's a lot of play that they do with that and Hmm. and there's some other characters in the show that he's able to sort of identify with because there's like a refugee center that he sort of uh pops in and out of so uh it's good it's very sounds cool very sweet yeah what about you vicky um i you know I've ran out of trash to Waiting watch. For grace. Yeah. yeah. So I will say. Oh, we could find you more trash. I will. I'm I sure know, of it. There has to exist some. Um, no, I will say Grace did get approved for a 19th season. I can't. I don't think they oh ended the 18th. Atlanta. Yeah. I think that we're going to get more soon, I hope. But um, there is going to be a whole nother season, just FYI. Um, huh. But I took a little bit of a left turn and I'm on a Nathan Fillion kick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. He the the <laughs> actual my vote for actual Nathan Drake. Sorry, Tom Holland. Yeah. Um No, I'm I'm with thank you. Thank you. I the, the casting for that movie is so confusing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably see it. I really like Uncharted, but Yeah, I, I don't think it can't be a, a good movie. It's just it's head scratcher. Sorry. No, no, no. I think I'm glad we all agree on that. Um <laughs> 
I be- I started Firefly. Oh. Yeah. And I had started Firefly before a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. I think probably made it through the first episode because it's like an hour and a half episode. It's like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I stopped after the first hour and a half episode this time, but I will progress because it's not very long. Um, but, you know, like space cowboys and I don't know, flying around and shooting people. And, <laughs> and I like I really like the costuming. Murder bots. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Are there murder bots? I haven't gotten to them yet. But I've, I've, I have never watched it. It's it's. So I mean, the, the the start you're having with it sounds a bit like the start I my first start with Battlestar Galactica, which is decidedly about murder oh, bots. So. Constant murder bots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I, there have been no murder bots, but it's kind of like it's, it's space cowboy, you know, um, yeah. for sure. And like, there's an, a galactic war, or there was. Um, and now Nathan Fillion and um, his crew are kind of like not scammers, but they're doing jobs on the side off the radar to like mm. keep their ship. Um, Jewel is in it. What? Like Jewel the is artist? In it? The musical artist? Yes. I mean, okay. I am 99% sure because how many other Jewels? Yeah, are no, there I, I believe yeah. you. I just had no idea. Yeah, no, 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 no I know. So. Uh, she's a lovable character. She's sneaky like that. I know. It's just like, she, did you ever watch that video where Jewel puts on like a fake nose and performs no. somewhere? No. And then like no. takes oh, off her wait, nose or yeah. something. Yeah. Because like she's, didn't she ago. sing her own song? And people yeah. are like, oh, wow. She's really oh good. God. She sounds like Jewel. Oh she God. sounds just like Jewel. That's amazing. <laughs> she was also, fun fact, on the most recent season of The Masked Singer. So what? Jewel, she'll pop up, you know, where you least expect her. Performing? Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the one of the masked singers. Well, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Uh, I used to think so, but no, there are a lot of professional singers on that show. Okay. Yeah. Who is Jewel on Firefly? You said a lovable character. Yeah, she's a ship mechanic. She's the ship mechanic, and like, huh. uh, the ship's name is the Serenity. the The class is Firefly, but like, the ship's name is Serenity. So like, she speaks to Serenity. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, old girl. <laughs> That sounds You've like got Jewel it in, yeah. in real life, too. Yeah, yeah. it's like kind of airy, like, you know. So it's it's interesting, for sure. I'll, I'll watch it all the way through. I, I feel pretty confident in that. Nice. That's wild. I had no idea. Yeah, what yeah. are you watching it on? Hulu. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it's something I feel like I should have watched a long time ago. It's like one of those that's like right up my alley kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, are there any other things that folks are thinking about? Hmm... I don't think so. I know. I want to ask if people are playing Wordle. Oh, oh no, but no. I do have it muted on Twitter. <laughs> are you not because I have anything against it, but because like every morning I see like seven tweets in a row that are just Boxes. emoji squares and I don't know what it means. So I just muted it. So I just played it for the first time today, um, but it's a word game and it's the person like essentially made it for their partner because that person likes word games and they wanted to like make it yeah so it's kind of sweet and like homegrown yeah uh it's you get six chances to guess a five letter word there's no clues it's a word so you like just type in a random word to start it tells mm-hmm. you if you have the right letter in the wrong place or the right letter in the correct place. And then the keyboard actually tracks what letters you put in, which is nice. Takes that like cognitive load off my brain to try and remember what I just typed in. Oh. Um, so you have six guesses to try and figure out the word. So I really like it. And I'm, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't post much on social media, but 
It's like, I can Are see how post, that's fun. posting your wordles? No, I'm not going to post my wordles. They're like, because like, people post their score. Like, <laughs> oh, one interesting. out of five so or whatever. So you don't have to post your wordles no, is what I'm hearing. No, people just do that because <laughs> so they want to be automatic no. is what flex. you're saying it's no. not necessary word, for my feed skills. to be filled with wordles every morning. no no people are, are definitely showing off or trying to whatever i'm sure i would enjoy the game yeah um but uh but i was just very confused along with no, no. a lot of other people i think well, it was definitely one of those like you if you know you know moments yeah. and i didn't know yeah. so i was like whatever well now you know and you all could play with me and then we could talk yeah. about if we figured it out then we could just text each other our emojis. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so let's jump into book club. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we read All Systems Red, The Murderbot Diaries uh, yeah. by Martha Wells. Um, I We'll get into it, but as I'm reading this title, I just have been calling this book Murderbot um, the whole yeah. time. And I'm not sure, like, All Systems Red, because it's like alarms are off i'm not sure i get like there's not a clear reference to the title in the book i think in my mind so maybe we talk about that at some point is murderbot how you selected it like you saw the word and knew it was for you (laughs) yes uh pretty much no no there's a couple couple things that like made it stand out i um murderbot yes because like that's hilarious number Uh, one yeah number one there's murder number two i uh i was recommended on a friend from college's post um she really liked yeah like she was just like raving about and i was like oh okay um and then when she posted the cover it has um a rendition of the sec units suit and at the time Mm -hmm. i was reading the halo book so it looks kind of similar to like a master chief suit a little bit uh so i liked that and then the third reason so we were we're doing a robot theme or i made it official we kind of have yeah 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 i was i was rounding out the the trio here so we had moss cap <laughs> who's our our big the friendly robot. yeah yes yeah. i would say um and then we had the appearance of the robot Robo-Con. Robo-Con. The and worst remote control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we have murderbot and murderbot is like the main character but it also is a novella and i the other ones that we read were also pretty pretty brief as well so i thought Mm -hmm. it would be a nice uh contrast to what we've read but also on brand yeah 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 good job vicky yeah i'm glad you picked it because it's one that i knew about because it's a it's a really well-regarded book and it's won a a number of awards yeah um Mm. the series i think has won multiple awards uh, and I, I was reading a little bit about it and I guess it was part of like some push by tour.com, mm. uh, which is, uh, I guess trying to publish more short adult fiction online, like, and they're like electronic magazine or like oh. similar to that. And so it's interesting. Cause I think this might, I think part of the reason this might've been released in short bursts is because it was sort of hearkening back maybe to that sort of like sci-fi like magazine type storytelling i'm not sure if that was the idea but it feels like that that makes sense that's cool two of the murderbot stories um are are published online on Mm -hmm. tour and that that makes way more sense oh that's kind of cool i like that yeah, I had no idea about this book. So, Vicky, when you were talking about how it had like a thousand things going on, yeah. like different novellas and novels and short stories and all this kind of stuff, I was excited because, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, I liked this. Good. Yay. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm excited to read other ones in it. But what is Tor.com? It's just a website for a publishing company. So okay. Tor is like a really, really big sci-fi fantasy uh, book publisher. Okay. Uh, so like you'll start to now you'll start to see it mm-hmm. all the time. Like anytime you're picking up a fantasy or a sci-fi book, you're you're going to notice it. But okay. um, Tor.com is just their website. But I think the only reason it's it's sort of distinguished as Tor.com is I think they treat their website like a separate imprint. Hmm, that's cool. And I think they also give away books, which is something yeah. you should be looking into. Maybe like I, I think they frequently checking. give away ebooks. Yeah. Nice. Tor.com. T O R? Just T O R, yeah. They've definitely you can sign up for like a I know you're signing up for emails, but that's how you get free ebooks. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they've given away like um like I think they gave away the first book in the Wayward Children series by Shauna McGuire, which is like oh, an nice. award winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like not nothing books. So these yeah. are like big award winning authors uh-huh. that they're giving ebooks away for. Nice. <laughs> um, fun fact: Tor is also the abbreviation for the One Ring. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, oh my god! <laughs> and so there's like uh, there, you know, like a Twitter page and a uh, website for the One Ring as well. Interesting. There's a uh, a Power Rangers Zord called Tor. Oh. It's a big uh, big turtle. Tor the Shuttle Zord. Tor the Shuttle. Nice. That sounds. That's a nice name. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice sounding name. <laughs> Tor the Shuttle so, Zord. Cool Tor stuff all around. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, well, does anybody have a one sentence description? I admittedly do not today. I did. Yes! I actually wrote it down in everything. <laughs> the day. Nice. <laughs> so I can start us off. So my one sentence description is a shy robot serves as security for a friendly team on a research mission that goes awry. Mm. Yep. I like that. Mine is uh, a robot that's just trying to get by when shit hits the fan. Oh, yeah. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a robot that gives no Fs. Oh, also yeah. Also true. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just say right off the top, my favorite moment in this whole book was when somebody asked the robot that works for them why it didn't do something, and it responds with, I didn't care. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, with So just as a heads up, we're going to spoil things in this book. Oh, um, yeah. But... In the first couple pages, I think I laughed. I was I expecting guess. something way more serious. Uh-huh. And the dr- it's like such a humorous book. So when it's mm-hmm. like in the first like couple pages, I downloaded thousands of hours <laughs> of like TV shows and movies to watch. And mm-hmm. I just want to do that instead of my job. I was like, ooh, like big same murder mm-hmm. bot. Yeah. Big same. Can I ask you all a question? Oh, go ahead. Say, and then when when Murderbot did not want to talk to the people and just wanted to prefer to stay alone, <laughs> I was like, me. this is my person. Like, do they not know that this is how I want to live my life? When mm-hmm. I read this, I was like, this is minus all the murder yeah, yeah. in real life. This is like prime Vicky. Yeah. Let me just consume media <laughs> and be by myself and chill. Because yep. uh, like, yeah. Uh, and really, last, but then, Doug, you can ask your question, but the this moment where, they're, like, they're having a team discussion, and then someone asks Murderbot a question directly, and then they, like, are like, this is too much attention, and then they go stand and look at a corner and answer. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I know. That, I love when it just, like, walks off, because it's like, I don't feel like, I'm, like, I don't want them to look at me. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. like being perceived. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's such a mood. <laughs> 
Um, did you all read this, listen to this, a combination? How did you consume this? I read it. Okay. I read it, and then earlier today, I listened to some parts of it um, as I was going for a walk. Okay. So the reason I'm asking is because... Well, let me ask you this, Vicky, mm-hmm. because Katie, you and I have been affected because mm-hmm. I did a combination. I, I read and listened. Vicky, what is like, did you in your mind at all gender in any way murder? Bob? Oh, that's a great question. I totally did. Um, I totally uh, made Murderbot female, and I, th- I think part of it was because I self-identified a lot with like the mm-hmm. attitude. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even realize that I did that until you asked that question. Yeah, so I, I love that because I started the book audio first. Katie, you started reading it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you gender it in any way? I did, uh, but then I was like, Katie, stop gendering this robot. Um, because the book does say that it is it 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 is asexual and genderless. Yeah, right. Like early yeah. on, because like real they were briefly like, at the beginning. Yeah. If I had a gender, I'd be a sex bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but and and Katie knows why I'm bringing this up. Uh, yeah. The audiobook has a um a, like a a man reading the book, mm. um, which and it, it's weird because like. I started listening to it, so I immediately was like primed to gender the robot, like Murderbot, as male, and then it it includes obviously the line about it being asexual and mm-hmm. genderless and all that sort of stuff. But then the book is still clearly, obviously, read by a guy um, or or somebody who sounds like a man, as we tend to, you know, stereotype voices or, or categorize voices. But like, it was interesting to me because I was like, oh, that's so. I'd never really thought about like how they would choose. Um, like like voice actors or narrators yeah. for characters that are distinctly and explicitly like genderless identified in the book because like it's not I don't think it's weird for us to sort of just do that right like to to gender it in some way shape or form um, but uh, but what a weird thing to have to do for the audiobook right uh-huh. and it made me really wish that there was some way some sort of technology where like there was a random number generator that would pick like just <laughs> one of a number of voices yeah. to read you that book so that everybody who listened to it got like a different mm. <laughs> narrator. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, but so like, what does a genderless voice sound like, right? It could sound like that totally. person who read the book. It could sound like you or me or Vicky, mm-hmm. right? Like, which makes it, we're going to start falling down a rabbit hole, uh, wormhole of gender. Um, but like makes it really interesting to think about gender specifically within the context of genderless robots because uh, we were mm-hmm. doing this with Dex too, where we or not Dex Moscap when we were mm-hmm. gendering Moscap and humanizing um, and using like basically human notions of gender and being on mm-hmm. robots. But it was also interesting because Moscap firmly rejected and. Murderbot rejects gender, but it felt like M- Moscap rejected human. Felt like uh, Murderbot. I almost said Genderbot. <laughs> Murderbot. <laughs> I want to meet Genderbot. <laughs> yeah, Murderbot. Kind of like there were moments where it felt like it wanted to be human. So like when mm-hmm. uh, Mensa which is a character like the kind of leader of this team that they're that murder bot is working for 
is like, something just happened. You need to take your helmet off so we can start seeing you as a, like a human part of the team. Murderbot's like, I'm not. And she was like, I know, but I see you that way. And he's like, and then or, see, I just did it. And they're like, like yeah. it's like my <laughs> my insides melted. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, interesting. So you want to be human, maybe? I mm. don't know. There was a lot with gender and human that I was like, my mind was thinking a lot about yeah. as I was reading. I will. I mean, I will say, like, I do think uh, since we've covered a couple things now that are a few things now that have robots that are sort of genderless, but are treated as having some sort of human gender. I mean, it really does speak to how socialized gender is that, yeah. like, we're just struggling to even, like, <laughs> like, perceive a system outside of it. Because you are right, Katie, like, just because somebody who I assume is a man read the book doesn't mean that that voice has a gender, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I do the same thing with Siri. I usually use she pronouns for Siri, and Siri is literally a voice. It's not even a conscious thing, mm -hmm. um, and I still do it. But I was just curious. I thought it was interesting, especially because the book does explicitly say uh, it doesn't have a gender. And like you're saying, it does seem to want to be human-like. Yeah. And by the end of the book, seems to be uh, forced to, uh, but also kind of willing to, or at least toying with the idea of pretending not to be fully a robot you know mm -hmm. like it's 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 faced with that question so yeah well and good I, question doug yeah i think it's complicated maybe by it's <laughs> i know by it's it's build because it is part organic materials mm -hmm. i like yeah. want to say part human but like okay maybe Clone. there's flesh yeah 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 so like there are components of human oh, life in this but thing. then it yeah. also explores like it also thinks like it kind of rejects the idea of of being considered part robot, part human at the same time. Yeah. It's like hard to even talk about what it is. Because it's all of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. They, I think they called it a construct. Like that yeah. was their class. I don't know their designation. I don't know what, because like we've got Guruthin, who's like an augmented human. And then mm -hmm. the sec unit is like a construct. And then there's other constructs as well in the world. I don't know. It just, I, I've definitely not it's complicated. thought of that before. Because like, definitely not just a robot but also i think I construct i think is is supposed like as a designation in relation to augmented human i think just means it's something that was built from the ground up by humans uh. or or other robots i suppose mm, like but i don't know I don't, they don't really ever define it yeah and that's i thought the book did a pretty decent job of like throwing us like right into the action and i was confused for a hot second and then is like oh okay i'll accept this as reality and move on so like the construct piece or like how <laughs> what else in this world you know we got the sex bots but like what other things are in this universe i want to know more but like i'm okay not knowing more now so like i'm yeah. excited for the other books to hopefully explore that stuff yeah it's fascinating what this book leaves out yeah yeah it, it, intentionally i think like it, it like murderbot is our our point of view and murderbot blacks out and they oh, don't a lot like, Martha Wells does no like does not make any effort to fill you in on what happened while it was blacked out. Yeah. I really like when it I mean I it feels weird saying this, but I like when it blacks out cuz in mm -hmm. the writing uh it was just cool cuz it'd be mid thought and then it'd get the font would yeah. change and then it would just be like, "All right, that's the end of that." And then I woke up uh, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Mm like the one that happens at the end, yeah. Murderbot blacks out, like b 
basically in the midst of like fleeing and battle and shit. And then the font changes and it like system shut down. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, I awoke and what's happening? <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer in that place. Like so much had time seems like passed between that moment, but you have no idea how long or what actually happened. It was cool. A cool mechanic. Mm -hmm. I liked it as well. It effectively communicates the confusion that Murderbot would have been experiencing because yeah. I was just as confused. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I am interested. So uh, our protag uh, calls itself Murderbot. How did y'all feel about that? I totally thought that everybody called it. So until this conversation happened about its name, when it was kind of like Gurathin was trying to say, don't trust it. Everybody else was saying, no, let's trust it. And he said, it calls itself Murderbot. And I was like, oh, I thought everybody called it Murderbot. Like that was a nickname. I didn't realize that mm -hmm. it gave itself that name. And that I just like laughed out loud and loved it. Because I kind of felt like secondhand, not embarrassed for them, but like that was obviously something they didn't want somebody else to know. I mean... Their reaction yeah, was like, yeah. so it's like, private. I know, it's like, oh my god. So I kind of melted. It's like, I loved it. It was very like, you read my diary. Yeah. Yeah. That was private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that moment speaks volumes about Murderbot's consciousness mm -hmm. and yeah. personality and its own feelings. And it really conveys just how unique um one of these sec units can become when it's not inhibited by this governor's module oh, yeah right like this murder bot uh, or murder bot not this murder bot that's literally what it calls itself murder bot um like it, it disabled its own governor's unit as a result of something it did that it is uh embarrassed about regrets uh feels bad about is guilty about like it's hard to really say no, exactly sure. what its feelings are but it clearly has feelings about it because it named itself something based on that event, yeah. uh, but doesn't share that name proudly necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or even just openly, maybe proudly is too, too charged, but like it, it it's interesting. It, it, it poses a lot of questions about like, how do you feel about the things that you have done? Because it doesn't get too deeply into it aside from saying, I didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. So basically Doug mentioned this like governor chip that controls murder bots malfunctioned and it ended up killing like 47 or 57 miners that it was supposed to be protecting. And then it got like shut down and rebooted and all this kind of stuff. And then it messed with its governor chip so that it wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't have to take the orders that it got and it could like not kill 47 or 57 people mm -hmm. if the chip told it to. So uh it was really interesting like i was like do you are you are you calling yourself Murderbot as a way to like punish yourself do you feel That's guilty what it feels like right yeah he's a catholic robot <laughs> yeah the Aww. guilt is strong with this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah a question another question i have did they ever actually say what it was that so Folks who haven't read it, like, go read it because it's short mm -hmm. and good and entertaining and, like, a quick read. But there's, uh, for those who didn't and aren't going to, there are two known kind of companies or organizations that are on a planet trying to kind of scout for materials to see if they want to bid on it or if they want to... 
I didn't understand fully what they were doing there besides exploring and seeing if resources were there. Yeah. But could then they, like, bid on being on the planet solo? I don't know. Did you Can I get... be honest? Sure. <laughs> yes, please. I didn't understand what was going on outside of Murderbot and the humans that it was supposed to protect. And Murderbot didn't seem to care very much. Yeah. So I didn't try to figure it out very much. I just okay. was like, Murderbot doesn't seem to care. And I kind of love that it doesn't. Yeah. What I don't know is if the, if the book actually explains it well, but maybe doesn't on purpose, right? Because right. like, there's a whole thing where the team is like, we don't know why these people are trying to kill us. And I don't know if they ever really fully or clearly or definitively explain like why or what that is or what that dynamic is, but they do know that someone's trying to kill them. And so I kind of started to get this sense that like, maybe that stuff's not supposed to like, it matters because it affects things, but like we're seeing everything through Murderbot's perspective. So it made me wonder like how much of is being left out intentionally just like, to be part of this atmosphere as opposed to plot, which is mm -hmm. weird. And it's like sort of, it's like a risky thing to do to like not really clarify the events that are affecting your main character. Mm -hmm. um, but all that to say, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So um, I think it was clarified a little bit near the end when they were call trying to call the bluff of Grey Chris. Um, I think you're Which right. Which is the third secret one that's trying Bad. to kill the other two. Yeah. So I think they were all, this is the story I told myself, and I think you're right, Doug. Like, I think a lot of it was kind of omitted, maybe for the, just the attitude of the book. Um, but I believe that, you know, they secure a bond with a company. The company says, okay, you can go check out this planet. And they are looking to, like, mine it for resources for their own planets and I, mm -hmm. with Grey Chris, it was like they, so they knew there were artifacts on the planet, so they could, they wanted to like get rid of everybody else, so that they were the only ones who could secure like the rights to hawking these artifacts on like the black market. So that's okay. How I and were the understood. artifacts? Was it? They didn't specify what the artifacts were, but it, there were like previous civilizations on this planet, and there were artifacts from those, right? Yes. And I think they the map parts were omitted because they, like, literally just didn't show up on the map. Because, mm -hmm. like, people didn't know that there was a previous civilization there. Like, that wasn't common knowledge, but Grey Chris knew it somehow. Uh, okay. That's what I thought was happening in the background. But again, like, didn't really pay no, that attention makes sense. to it. Like, the way you're explaining it makes sense. I just, I would not have been able to explain anything you just did. <laughs> but as you're saying it, it's all, like, familiar, and it all makes sense, and it's all, like falls into place but yeah i think that's with some of the sci-fi stuff i don't like being confused and so sometimes mm -hmm. i will like either make a story up or like try and make sense of it because like the, the <laughs> stuff with like the hub system i oh yeah i was like i don't understand how this is working like that's the kind of stuff i had to read a couple times just to try and understand how the logic worked around it like yeah. the, the hub system and the, the sex system. And I don't doubt that it's all in there. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, with probably some purposeful omissions, but like that it's there. I just, uh, I, I fully embraced my protagonist mm -hmm. and was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I love when I think it was Gurathin was trying to call out the sec unit that they like quizzed Murderbot on <laughs> on the Sanctuary Moon soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> like the 
the response back was so, I love yeah. that. That's a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it definitely it. watches the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Hours and Such hours. Such a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. So good. What do you all think about the way that this this particular book ends as far as you know we learn that mensa buys out murderbot's contract and seemingly is is excited to like have murderbot be a part of their crew or team or whatever um and then murderbot's like deuces and like runs (laughs) off (laughs) i was hoping that murderbot would at least go to the planet but so and Murderbot calls this out as they're talking. I think, I forget who was talking to Murderbot, but they were like, you know, on our planet, constructs are granted full citizenship. And Murderbot's mm-hmm. like, but yeah, but don't I still need like a guardian? Um, and they're like, well, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> so it's like this weird, yeah, it might be better here than other places, but it's still not actual freedom. It's mm-hmm. up to the whim of your guardian type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came around to really liking that Murderbot. It was just like, bye. And I feel like Mensa's going to be cool with it, mm-hmm. especially since Murderbot sent a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I Part of me thinks that like Dr. Mensa did it knowing that Murderbot would like skedaddle or maybe Murderbot mm. will come back at a later time to Dr. Mensa. Mm. I really enjoyed their relationship together. Yeah. Um, I felt like they had a lot of like chemistry in terms of, of like, a, they didn't have to talk or like they could give a look or like they were really in tune with each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I, in my mind, I'm choosing to believe that like Dr. Mensa did it to help Murderbot out of the cubicles or, you know, the sec unit home base whatever they called it um yeah and was like if you love it let it go kind of thing (laughs) yeah no i feel you i i I love that murderbot left because like i think that this i think that martha wells did a really good job of sort of like bringing you to a point where you feel good about dr mensa sort of like quote freeing murderbot Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that Murderbot basically was like, I didn't ask you to save me. I was actually <laughs> fine until everything was bad. I was just, I was kind of living freely on your ship. You just didn't know yeah. it. And now we're just like forced into this weird situation. Like, I don't need you to be my guardian. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I love that it just like ran off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Even though I love their their dynamic too, Vicky. Mm-hmm. I think I'm totally with you. I love the moments when they were communicating to each other on a private channel. Mm-hmm. Like, that was always great. I thought that was so fun. Yeah. Um, but I love that, like, this story doesn't end with sort of like, uh, we don't really know anything about these characters or their backgrounds or their identities or anything. But it feels like it feels like a story where, like, uh, you know, you have, like, the savior character. Typically, it would be, like, a white savior character um, in, like, a old movie about slavery or something. But I just love that Murderbot was like, nope, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, left. I'm not going to live in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wondered too, like, because now that I'm thinking more about it, and Vicky, what you said that maybe she did that knowing Murderbot would leave. Because mm-hmm. earlier she talks about how, like, as soon as it's revealed that Murderbot hacked its own chip, 
she's like, I'm not going to tell anybody or talk to anyone outside of this room That's about true. that. So mm. I wonder if she did that knowing, because Murderbot says like, oh, if, or implies that if she didn't take his contract and didn't like put up a fight for them not wiping Murderbot's oh, yeah. memory, that it would have gotten a new governor chip and oh. been shackled again, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So I feel like maybe it was she knew maybe maybe she hoped it it would come home, right? But yeah, was cool with it leaving. At the very least seems ample smart enough to know that it was a possibility, right? Yeah. Like this is this is a possible scenario. I can offer a home and Murderbot might not take it. Right. Yeah. I also loved all of Murderbot's disdain for the company. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheap ass parts. Yeah. Yeah. This stupid company wouldn't try to murder you because it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I yeah. I love Murderbot. I know. I did too. I like page two, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm sold on this character. Yeah. <laughs> We met some really great robots over the past couple couple books. We met a, a really terrible variety. one, but we also met a couple great yeah. ones. <laughs> and you know, I don't usually read robot stuff, so this was this was a great uh, run for the past couple books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other thing I want to mention that I really liked about this book was how, and I'm not gonna lie, I did not, aside from Doctor Mensa. I cannot remember <laughs> the genders of the other oh, yeah. characters, nope. but I liked that one, they were friends and friendly with one another, yeah. but I also liked that there was like a bunch of different types of relationships and like having basically a um, a poly relationship seemed like it was the norm mm-hmm. uh, based on... There was a couple, I can't even remember who the couple was within the group, but they're like, I think they had another partner back on the home planet. And Dr. Mensa has like two partners, but then also shares a home with her sister and her partners (laughs) also. I love that it was Mensa's, uh, Mensa has two partners at home and they live with Mensa's two siblings and their three partners. So they don't even clarify like, between the two siblings, there are three additional partners, but to whom they are partnered, it is not made clear. <laughs> yeah. So this idea of like family being whatever you want it to be, uh, yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking to the the fact that like I also can't remember personal details or even honestly all the names, or to be totally honest, how many crew members there even were. <laughs> I think my initial reaction to that is. Martha Wells, like simple. Well, no, my my first thought was Martha Wells. You're too many characters. You clearly don't have enough, like time or space or interest in like telling us who they are. But then when you think about the fact that once again, this is all from Murderbot's perspective, and it's the Murderbot's diary. Of course, we're not getting details. Murderbot gives no fucks about who these who these people are. It never wanted to know any of that. Yeah, true. <laughs> so oh it's like God. it only needs to know their names in order to distinguish who it's talking about. It doesn't need to know anything more. Yeah, <laughs> like it just it's kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's like it, it's frustrating, but it's also kind of brilliant once you get to that point of yeah. thinking about it. 
because I was frustrated at first. I was like, I, I cannot keep track of who these people are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. And I also felt I I really liked the human characters. and I really liked the collegiality and like how kind and like concerned they were for mm-hmm. Murderbot. And Murderbot did say like, you know, usually I don't care about the humans, but like these are my humans and no one's going to hurt them. And yeah. I, I think I felt that way oh. because Murderbot felt that way. And not because, like, there's actual character development. That's that's really great. Yeah. That's great writing. Yeah, well, it was I, – I also thought it was really sweet the moment when – it's funny because Murderbot sort of communicates this in, like, the most neutral way that it can. But it's basically, like uh, – it does the whole thing where it's, like, you like I can, I can make fun of my sibling, but you can't yeah. make fun of my sibling. Like, when it knows that there are other sec units that are assigned to kill its humans, it's, like – well, I don't care about them, but you can't kill them. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's such an angsty teen. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love it. <laughs> just want to watch TV, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the idea of a robot that just wants to watch TV and is willing to like hide inside <laughs> of a crew, pretending to be mindless in order to watch TV. Oh, it's so such an inspired idea. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Good pick, Vicky. <laughs> Thanks. Very good pick. I, I'm I'm going to read more of same. it at some point. Yeah. I, same, you all going to read more of yeah. it? Yeah. Great. I love that. Cool. Let's continue chatting about our friend Murderbot. Yeah. Yes. Thumbs up for me, by oh, the way. Good. Just, to, Just to, be clear. to make that. Yeah. yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. I thumb up <laughs> as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our discussion on the first entry in the Murderbot Diaries. Uh, If you read along with us, feel free to reach out and share any thoughts or feedback that you might have. Uh, You could do that uh, via email. Uh, Our email is novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at novelgamingpod. We are always happy to hear from you. And if you'd like, share what you think right here on the podcast. And if you're feeling up to it, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like our podcast, somebody else out there will too, and they just haven't heard of us yet. And those ratings and reviews help people find us when they're searching for podcasts about books or video games. So we always appreciate it if you're up to it. Good plug. Good plug. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it once or twice. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, and we will be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Bye. Later. Burp, 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 burp,